Hello, 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 and welcome to Beauty in the Brain. I'm Alessandra Torasani, and I'm here with my other better half, Dr. David Haggerty. Hello. <laughs> and we have another time, times two, with our special guest. We are here with the creator of my new imaginary best friend, Maslow, Ross Ingram. Hello. Welcome. Um, I'm very excited because you have filled in with us before, but what's really exciting is you came in real hot with your own question. Yes. So, welcome. What do you want to know? (laughs) Yeah, so this is a personal thing that um, I've been, you know, I've sort of experienced in the past, but I I wanted to find out, like, what's the best way to... um, when you're going on different uh, drugs as it relates to your mental health, how do you know if it's it's working in the way that um, the doctor is intending it to work and, like, you also are, are hoping it would work? Um, and how long should you sort of let this medicine sort of ride out? And maybe what are some of the things that um, you should pay attention for? For example, my heart rate went up drastically when I started this new medication. And, um, yeah, so that's my question. Three questions in one question. Okay. Let's break this down into, like, um, two realms of the answer. So I'm going to give you the the medical answer and, like, how to think about this, like, a doctor or psychiatrist that's on the other side of this that's trying to manage your medication, as well as, like, what you can do as an individual. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess it's more advantageous for me to start with the doctor approach. Um, which will lead into the like what you can be doing as somebody who has been prescribed medicine or like looking at it as like the patient role. So any person that's going to show up to a doctor who's going to get put on medication while you're like having that really uncomfortable conversation that always like literally scares the shit out of me. Uh, the person sitting across from you that's trying to put you on medicine is trying to balance a number of factors um, side effect profiles of the medicine, dosaging of the medicine, how old you are, what's your gender, what's your uh, sex, you know, like where are you fall on all these different spectrums? And it's like basically trying to do a back of the napkin calculation in their head to try and give you the medicine that's going to give you the most benefit. They do this in a pecking order. So most doctors have their favorite drugs that they like to give first because based off of the people that they see in their practice, um, they sort of feel comfortable about knowing what side effects show up, when they show up, and in what sort of populations of people that take them, um, how these manifest. So for example, like myself, um, I remember going in as like a early 20-year-old to a psychiatrist complaining of, you know, major depressive swings and like crippling anxiety and the first thing they gave me was lexapro and i remember my doctor talked to me about the potential side effects and the person that was prescribing these pills to me said that i can only adjust your medication based off of the information that you give me so any sort of change in mood, change in physical activity, things that you notice, you need to document and share them back with me. Hmm. So a lot of people make those documentations, um, but they're sort of 
um, things that you remember anecdotally the next time you show up to your psychiatrist appointment. So I remember I was like the worst patient in the world when I got put on Lexapro and I came back to my doctor for the checkup, you know, X amount of months later. And I remember saying like, hey, I'm having these physical symptoms. Uh, my anxiety is feeling a little bit better. I feel like a little bit more numb to the world, which I guess is like the medicine working. Um, but I started reporting these like really weird side effects that are like way down the list for the medicine. So like auditory hallucinations and like dry mouth and like all of these things that are known to show up with the medicine, but aren't that common. And because they weren't that common, my doctor was really hesitant to pull me off of the drug or change the dosage or change the drug. So if you're a patient, I think it's really advantageous to write all of these things down as they're happening when they're happening. So keep a journal, like pull open your notes app on your phone. So like the next time you interface with a healthcare professional, you have really reliable data that then you can turn around and share with that physician because they're going to be more hesitant to change your dosage or change your medication if you just give them anecdotal evidence about like how you're feeling versus they're going to feel more comfortable keeping you on the medication at the dosage that you're currently having and waiting for more follow-up information from you before they make that change. So as a patient, I think it's really important to keep really high detailed notes about how you're feeling and what the symptoms are. And it's not so important to sort of read the side effect profile for a drug and try and match your symptoms to that. But realistically, just like anytime something feels sort of off physically or mentally, to document that and go back to your psychiatrist with so they have the tools that they need to make the changes that they do to like get you on the best drug or the best medicine that you possibly can be on for whatever you're suffering from. Like a lot of the discrepancies or hate or like, you know, distrust with psychiatrists that I hear from people that are currently getting treatment can sort of sometimes be traced back to this, like, you have to be the best advocate that you possibly can be for yourself as a patient to extract the most amount of value out of dealing with a psychiatrist. Oh, that's interesting. That's helpful. Yeah. So the patient side of this, um, I literally write these things down in my notes app as they happen on my iPhone. Um, I try and document like I'm like I work in a laboratory, so I have some cool materials around me. So like every time I feel my heart start to race, like I check, I do the little EKG thing on my Apple watch. Cool. And I'll take my blood pressure if I'm in lab. Um, if I like get dizzy, I'll, I'll think back to if I'd eaten that day or how much water I've drank. So it's like these sorts of like really interesting data points that you can start to collect because like, hey, doc, I felt you know, really lightheaded on Tuesday. And I think it's because of the medicine, but I'm really not sure. But if I think back on it, I hadn't eaten for 12 hours and I slept four hours the night before is more explained by you not eating and not sleeping and not drinking versus that's probably not a side effect of the medicine, but it does exacerbate those symptoms. So what you're trying to do for yourself to like give yourself some sanity if you're on medication is not only track those like mental and physical changes but you're also trying to contextualize them within like normal living so like oh i don't feel great i've been super stressed out i have this project at work or i have an exam if i'm a student and i've only, i haven't really been sleeping and now my medicine's starting to interact with me 
like in a weird way that makes me feel uncomfortable is more important to document in that fashion versus just being like, hey, I don't think my meds are working anymore because X, Y, and Z. Did that help? Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the, yeah, this is like totally. an overwhelming amount of information, but like I really do think it is important to not only like list your symptoms or like talk about like, like you said, like it made your heart race, but like contextualize like when did your heart start racing? What were you doing an hour before that? Did it get better with time once you realize that your heart was racing? Or is it something that literally happens every single time you take the drug? And I think that like those detailed of notes as a patient help you get to either a change in dosage or a change in drug faster that make it more beneficial for you in like making those changes to your lifestyle and your medication to like get to a place where whatever you're trying to manage with medicine and therapy or medicine plus whatever else that you're doing on top of that to like totally. ultimately reach that goal faster and find like a new baseline and like understand the variance within that baseline on like your day-to-day lifestyle. Right. Well, it, it was weird for me because I had um, been taking, uh, I'd started taking Stratera and it was sort of- What's uh, Stratera? It's for ADHD. It's like okay. a non- Because um, that's something you've dealt with forever. Right, right, right. I was diagnosed when I was probably like, I don't know, nine or something. Right. Um, and was on, you know, Adderall, Ritalin, a cocktail of drugs. Name it, yeah. Growing <laughs> up. Um, but I, I, you know, had an interest in, in uh, addressing that again with medication. And gosh, I was like two or three months in. And I, I noticed from my own Apple Watch that my heart rate had just, my resting heart rate had increased. And wow. at, at the end of sort of when I, before I took myself off of it, um, I uh, I was waking up at like four in the morning. My heart was racing. I was sweaty, and um, it was it was just uh, very uncomfortable for me. So I my my question was going to be around how long? Because obviously there's side effects when you first start introducing something to your body. But how long should you um, maybe give it until these how side effects? How long should you wait until you're like this is wrong? Yeah, I need to go is, to the doctor. Yeah. Okay, so I think that the rule of thumb, um, and this sort of changes based off of drug class. So, like, for example, like, Adderall is going to affect your system in a much different way than, like, taking a low-grade antidepressant. Um, so, like, for drugs like Adderall that are, like, fast-acting, um, if you're seeing a change that's, like, really uncomfortable, like like you said, like, racing heart rates, uh after two weeks, I would say, of sort of that symptom repeating itself over and over again, or like in your specific case, like you were on it for a while and then you noticed that like something started to change after a prolonged period of time. Um, I think it's really important to document that over the series of a week or two weeks. And if you don't have a um, follow-up appointment like scheduled with your doctor to go ahead and get one or even call them on the phone and just like document mm-hmm. what's going on because like in the cases of like heart changes or even digestive tract changes um, with these drugs it's really important to figure out a plan to address that problem and oftentimes that's dealt with weaning off of them and onto a different drug Um, And I understand that a lot of people, including myself, take themselves off drugs on their own terms. Um, But now it's actually like a really, 
it's a really good teaching point and a lot of psychiatrists are getting trained not only on putting people on drugs but taking them off drugs in a very effective and safe manner um so like for for instance i know people that have been on antidepressants for almost a decade now and it's more dangerous for them to stop cold turkey than it would be for them to like consult a psychiatrist and wean themselves off oh absolutely yeah and I think that's the same thing for that's the same thing for Lamictal too. I can't go right off of it. You have to wean your body off. Otherwise, your body goes into like shock. So I think that it's always important to consult a psychiatrist or doctor or like whoever's dealing with prescribing those pills to explain to them that like sometimes it's best to phrase that phrase it to them like not in a choice like hey, I do not want to take this drug anymore. Like, can we have a conversation of how we start to tighter this dose down so I can get off of it versus like removing it cold turkey? Um, and I think like, so for like shorter drugs like that, like maybe like a week or two, document those symptoms really well and like call, be proactive about it. Um, but for drugs like Lexapro and Prozac, you know, these things take anywhere from four to six weeks to actually show some sort of clinical benefit. So the problem that we have in psychiatry is that for the people that the drug works on, so I like to talk about it in the thirds. Um, If I give, you know, three people, here's my very small sample size, but if I give three people Prozac, one of them will respond really well to Prozac, but it's going to take four to six weeks for them to actually see that benefit. One of the people won't have an effect on them at all and one person will not have their symptoms improve um and be classified as sort of like treatment resistant depression so like you already are playing this game of thirds to try and figure out what drugs are going to work for you if you're somebody that that drug is working for um i think it's important to wait four to six weeks to a figure out if the drug is actually working and then another four to six weeks to see what the symptom profile looks like how are you improving? What side effects have shown up, et cetera. And then going back to that doctor with treatment. And I think this is why I don't think it's actually standard practice, but the suggested standard practice is if you're a physician giving a drug, um, you should always schedule a three month follow up because that usually hits that like golden window of if this person has taken these pills every day, like they've been prescribed to by that third month, they should be either showing benefit based off the drug side effects based off the drug or no improvement, which would put them in that treatment resistant category, at which time you should switch to a new drug. Thank you so much. I think it's important to give yourself that window of like a lot of the problems that we see in clinical psychiatry is because it takes so long for some of these drugs to actually have like a clinical effect, like efficacy that a lot of people stop taking them before they get to that four to six week window. Yeah, so it's super important to consult with your doctor, you know, really take the time to do the research research before, during, and after take with notes. every medication. Yeah, and figure out the time that it should take for your body to adjust. Um, thank you so much, David. Thank you, Roz, for your question. That was really fun to have yeah, a thanks. personal friend ask a question. Um, I'll talk to you later, David. Bye. Bye. Emotion, health, support.